Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. For those of you who have been listening to us, we so, so appreciate what it is that you do for a living and how you help help your patients. And if this is your first time listening to us, this podcast is all about helping you build a financially successful business so that you can help more patients spread your message as well as help you live a person, the personal side of your life and the business side and help that gel a little bit easier. Cause we understand that oftentimes those two worlds collide and it doesn't feel like you get a break. So we want to help you build the life that you want. That being said, today's episode is going to be around three ways to bring on a partner without giving away the practice. So we, we hear this conversation a lot naturopaths really, they love camaraderie and the thought process of having a partner is usually pretty attractive, but almost instantly, whenever Ryan and I have this conversation with folks, they're like, Nope, I don't want to give away my practice. And the first thing we need to do is understand we're not asking you to give away your practice. There are plenty of ways to go ahead and make sure that the blood, sweat, and tears that you've put into your practice that you retain the value for that. And, and now the question becomes, okay, well, how do we bring on a partner then? Well, the yeah. first it's sorry to interrupt here, Alex. I mean, I, I think the thought is, is okay, blood, sweat, and tears. I've built this practice and now you want me to give away 50% of it to, to someone. And maybe they're, you know, obviously you're bringing them on because you think they're going to be valuable, but you're giving them 50% of the work that you've already put in, which is not, what we're actually suggesting, which is where Alex is going to go into the three ways to do that without giving that away. Yeah. I mean, the, the before we get to the three ways that, I mean, the basic concept of bringing on a partner is going to be that one plus one equals something greater than two. I mean, whether it's synergy, shared expenses, even just having like one of the things that you and I do so well is like whenever I'm down or you're down, like simply having the ability to have a conversation and having that shared shared view of like, okay, what's the future look like helps bring us back up. And I can guarantee you that there's things that you've done for me in our practice, like where you've saved me multiple times. And, you know, it feels like there's definitely ways in which you've grown as a result of me. So again, the the whole concept is one plus one equals something greater than two. So now once we have gotten to the point where we have identified somebody who we think may want to be in the practice, like, how do we bring them in without giving away the blood, sweat, and tears? And so this is where the three methods come in. The, the first is a super easy thing to understand, and that is they just give you cash. Now, Ryan, how often does someone have cash equivalent to the value of someone's practice? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this doesn't happen very often, right? Like, sometimes it does when, you know, they might have assets on the side, Right. But, and that does come into play. But this, of, of the three ways we'll talk about, this is the least likely to occur. Right. And it's just essentially if the practice, and we're going to use simple numbers here, if the practice is worth $100,000, that person's bringing in 50, if it's a 50 50 partnership, that person's bringing in $50,000 to ascend and give to you so that they are now part of that practice and now have 50 50 ownership. Right. Um, and, and so if they, unless they have an established practice on, on their own, the likelihood of that occurring is really relatively small. Right. All right. So 
And like most of the time, whenever we're, you know, transitioning a practice from one generation to the next, whenever we're bringing on a new partner who's recently graduated, most of the time, these people don't have money. So, okay, well, let's move on to the next one. The next one is maybe we can get a loan for it. And so now like, can the person borrow from a bank to be able to accomplish this? And the answer is maybe, right? Like there are so many different factors that go into this. And oftentimes what winds up happening is the loan may wind up being like a down payment or a partial payment or something of that nature. Um, And what we'd recommend is making sure that we have a valuations of the practice B like do some work in terms of like, okay, well, what's the rate of return? What's, what are we looking at from an expense standpoint for the loan? Those types of things. Yeah. And oftentimes with the loans, let's just call it what it is, Alex, right? If it's, it's kind of the same problem as number one, like if they're trying to buy into the practice through a loan, if they don't have a lot of experience or some sort of collateral to loan against, then number two is, is also hard to do. Correct. The, the only times we typically see this be successful is if somebody has like a highly appreciated asset, like a house or something like that, that they're willing to go ahead and put up as collateral. So that leaves us with the last option, which is some version of an earn in. And like the, the, like what we're look, looking at here, and there's, there's half a dozen different versions of this at least, but okay. Imagine bringing a partner on and now the partner gets to take the portion of the revenue that they would have received as a partner and use that to pay you for your portion of the practice. And a lot of people are instantly saying like, okay, so they're paying me with my own money. Like why, why am I bringing on a partner so that they can pay me with their own money? sounds like I'm giving away the practice. And again, it goes back to that concept of, okay, well, one plus one has to equal something greater than two. So if we grow the revenue by 50%, like, okay, now there's a reason to do that. The other thing is, it's like, okay, well, maybe we don't wind up giving them any of the revenue that we've already built. So for example, if we've got, uh, you know, user example of a $100,000 practice, maybe there's you know, $50,000 worth of revenue um, net of the payments that you're making to yourself to pay yourself for your salary. Okay. So we're going to freeze that net profit at 50K. And now the partner only gets to enjoy any rev, like half of the revenue that's built on top of that 50K. And, and so now like, okay, the revenue goes from 50K to 100K. Now there's 25K a year that that person is earning. And for the first four years, that goes to them buying into the practice. And at the end of that four-year time period, whenever they, they've bought into the practice, now they get 50% of the whole revenue pie because now they've paid you for your portion of the practice. Now, we need to make sure that we do all the proper agreements and that we're going into this with eyes wide open. Nine times out of 10, we recommend making sure that you have some sort of working relationship prior to uh, you know, buying a practice or, or allowing somebody to buy into a practice, things of that nature. You need to make sure that the, the concept works prior to like actually just saying, okay, cool, we're business partners. Yeah, and it could be, you know, 
maybe you you bring on the doctor as an employee first. Yeah. And, and this is where this often happens, right? You actually have a doctor that you realize, oh, wow, they're, they're bringing in a, a, a good revenue or right? They're, they're bringing something to the table that you are not. So how do you, how do you, how do you keep that person? Well, most of the time, like some sort of partnership or revenue stream or something like that helps keep that person there, which in theory helps your business grow that much more, right? Like you're not going to do this unless it doesn't help the business grow. Yeah. It could be like other examples would be like having somebody who's a referral partner. Yep. You know, somebody who is like tangentially related to your practice. And so you guys wind up sending business back and forth. And then you come to the conclusion of like, Hey, wouldn't it be awesome if instead of having two totally separate functional practices, we just had one, can we get any leverage? Can we get any synergy, any benefit from bringing that, those two practices together. And you can build this into, you know, Alice was talking about, you know, having the revenue kind of locked and any additional revenue that comes into the door. And now that gets split, right? So th- there's that. There's also kind of a, the the vesting schedule approach, which is is very similar, but really it's, especially if you've got, imagine you have that W2 employee, right? And you're trying to keep them, you're trying to, they're bringing a lot of value in. So you're trying to have them stay and help grow. Well, you building it, building a schedule where you say, okay, if revenue goes, you know, for the next three to five years, whatever that time horizon is, set goals and metrics. And as we hit these goals and metrics, maybe slowly, but surely percentages of the practice partnership transitions to the new employee. Or and not so, maybe to that employee I was talking about, maybe not a new employee. And so it winds up becoming some sort of revenue share, profit share, those types of, of concepts. Um, and then, you know, ultimately, whether that it could be profit share, it could be a percentage of ownership. There's, there's different ways in which we can go ahead and craft some of these agreements so that over time, somebody you know, buys into the practice. Yeah. So, you know, the whole purpose of, of today's episode is, well, one, understanding that you're not going to give away your practice, right? Which is, is the concern. And then two ways to actually transition and have you think bigger picture. And this isn't to say that everyone should have a partner. Like that's not the purpose of today's episode. Uh, It's more of as you grow, how is it you grow as efficiently as possible? It's difficult to do it by yourself. So maybe you just hire an employee. Like, how are you doing that? So we hope, we hope this episode how'd you think differently about bringing on a partner? We hope it really kind of alleviated the concern of, well, I'm not giving away 50% of my business to, right? Like that's not, that's not what any one of us would want to do. So, which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is, have you considered bringing on a partner and are you looking for a way to go ahead and accomplish this? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. If you have any other questions that are on your mind, feel free to reach out to us through that same website. As we said earlier, the whole purpose of the show is to be a resource for you all to help you build a financially successful practice. So if you got any value out of today's episode, share it with your friends, share it with other doctors, right? Because the whole purpose of it is to help everyone grow. And if you got something out of it, I'm guessing someone else might as well. As always, Mr. Collins. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. 
Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow Air Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins Air Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022 139781. Expiration June 2024.